between the four of us, it did not take long to find what we were looking for. The druids knew what signs to look for, and once we were in the right area, we were able to find the first one within the hour. The route was cleverly disguised, but easy enough to follow once we found the start of it. The spirit, which had been rather quiet up until now, proved instrumental in helping us find our way. I left me wondering if perhaps it was more closely tied to this story than it was letting on, but given how old the spirit was, I doubt if it remembered any more. So I did not question, but I did stay wary. You? Not questioning something? Oh, you mean out loud. I was beginning to wonder if you were possessed for that part of our journey. You shush. What are you even doing here? We needed a break, and I had a feeling you were getting close to the end. So I decided to come and listen. Wonderful. Now I have an audience. Just keep quiet and let me tell this. Yes, ma'am. I make no promises. As I was saying, it took us a day and a half to find it. The journey would have been half as long had we not spent most of it waiting at a snowstorm. Soon travel would be inadvisable at best, impossible at worst. I was relieved to see that our destination was a building of sorts so we could have some kind of shelter once the thing was done. Once we entered the room, I could feel there was someone else in there. Something else. It was difficult to describe in that it was the first and only time I encountered such a being. Not as old as the spirit tied to the druidess, but old. And not as present, perhaps because it had no other to hold on to. Some might call it a ghost, for it's the closest comparison one can make for something so undefined. The fact that enough of the soul remains to be able to speak with us after all this time was a testament to his commitment to seeing things through. I was examining something written on the walls when I heard a voice whispering in my ear. It spooked me so bad I nearly nailed James with a knife. Thankfully, Sam reacted fast enough to prevent a tragedy. It took a bit of back and forth along with some help from the druidist spirit to figure out who we were talking to. So... You're the friend who was trying to help the two kings reconcile. What is left of him? Just as they swore on their deathbed, I swore as I was dying that I would not rest until there was peace in this land. So I've been here, watching the world crumble, waiting for someone to come and help me. For I cannot bring peace on my own. Will you help me? Help you do what? I have a way to undo what has been done. To break the curse that has made this war inevitable and unstoppable. I need two. One from each side of the Divide, to act in the place of the two kings. Let them be through you to undo what they have done to their people. What he was proposing was similar to possession, but the participants would maintain complete control and autonomy, 
There was a flurry of discussion as he got that point across as we tried to decide how we wanted to proceed. There were three doors on the far wall. Once we had our hitchhikers, we would go through the first and third door. The whole place was set up to serve as a conduit for a reconciliation. And through those doors, we would go through a series of trials. We could turn back if we wanted, but if we and the kings completed the trial, we would return through the center door. It was a long shot, but then again, this whole thing had been, and so far it had worked out, so we decided to do it. I wanted to go through with Sam, of course, but our implicit trust and love for each other meant we had nothing to reconcile. Eventually, I had to admit, the thing that made the most sense was for me to go through with James. We both bore the greatest marks of the king's disagreements. I grew up among the Fae, he among the humans, with our lives marred by the other side in one way or another. We had every reason to hate each other. Every reason to want to see this war continue until the other side was gone, yet, at the end of the day, that was the last thing we wanted. It was a very, very strange sensation to have another consciousness riding in the back of your brain. They were a disagreeable pair. Grumpy about being woken from their rest, which wasn't all that restful given that they were still there to be reeled in like a fish. Once they stopped grousing at us, they started sniping at each other. Thankfully, much as they wanted to take over and kill each other again, we had no interest in taking part in that, which meant they just had to get over it. Once everyone was done bickering, we started the trial, James and I acting as proxies for the king. I'm not sure I can really describe the experience of what I went through in there. Vivian and I had a long conversation about it afterwards because it was an experience we shared, yet it was also a deeply personal one. I think they had become so caught up in their differences and disagreements they lost sight of what made them friends. We saw how the problem started and how a series of miscommunications led to poor decisions which only worsened the situation to the point where even I understood the rage they held towards each other. Yet, that rage led to destruction that was far worse than anything they had done to each other. They both swore on their deathbeds that their people would not rest until the other side was no more, and when they did that, I don't think they realized what that would do not only to the world, but to their people. So we showed them. James and I showed them what the world had become thanks to their rage thanks to their unwillingness to listen to their friend and find a way to work through it. They both had every right to be angry, but we asked them if that anger was worth dooming their people to a never-ending war. We showed them what their people had become, the corruption and violence and rage and hatred that had spread into everything. It was a lot to process, 
for all of us. But eventually, we all came to an understanding. Suffice to say, we learned a lot about each other and ourselves. We were challenged in a way I don't think either of us have been challenged before. Going through my life like that, I could see how the anger could have consumed the human king to the point of blinding them. And I could see how the Fae were insulted beyond reasoning by the actions of the humans, then driven by pride and fear to delve into magics unspeakable to bring some kind of vengeance on those who had wronged them. I came to terms with my Fae nature that I had hated for so long. My expulsion had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with the hatred that seeped into both of our people over the generations until they knew nothing else. Fed by the deathbed curse of the kings. I couldn't tell you how long it took, but eventually, we reached the other end of the trial. The druidess was waiting for us as we stepped through the doorway. Did it work? There was a shift in the air. Something changed, something big. I believe it worked, but we'll not be able to know for sure until we return to civilization. Where's Sam? I'm here, Viv. You were gone for a while, so we've been taking turns gathering supplies. Snowstorm is coming this way, so we may be here a while. Did it work? We think so. Where did the spirit go? He left this place, but I do believe he will return. He'll be able to confirm if it worked. Sam can testify to the fact that I nearly bruised his ribs of the hugs that followed his return. We all stayed up late that night, not saying much because we didn't need to. I didn't know how to. What then? While James and I were going through the process, Sam and the druidists gathered as much food and wood and even some water as they could. The next day, we took turns going out in Paris to gather even more supplies until the spirit returned. So, did it work? It seems that the King's agreement has weakened their curse substantially. This will make the peace possible, and possibly even inevitable. Yet, for how long the curse was active, it may take twice as long to truly disappear. As such, there will need to be a peacekeeper. My tribe had peacekeepers. Their job was to oversee the reconciliation between two disputing parties until the differences had been resolved. It is an old tradition, and the period of reparation always takes longer than the grievances itself. The reason I yet remain is because I was to be the peacekeeper for the two kings. The situation I found myself in is not a typical one. And whoever takes up the mantle next will have a lot of work ahead of them. So whoever is bearing the mantle of Peacekeeper will be bound to oversee the reconciliation of the kingdoms and the reparations of hundreds, if not thousands, of years of war. That is a long time and a lot of work for one person to do. I will do it. Hold on one second. I have a question before anyone commits to anything, and... I believe this is a decision that needs to be thought about before it's made. I agree, this is not a decision to be made lightly. 
Though it does need to be made. What is your question? Can more than one person be the peacekeeper? It is possible. Though to do so would be to bind yourself to the others until the reparations have been completed. You're talking about hundreds of years of war, countless lives lost in bloody horrific conflict. That would take until the end of time. Indeed. Take the time you need to make this decision. I will remain until you are ready. We talked long into the night, slept late the next day, and continued to think and discuss while we went once again to collect supplies. Round and round we talked through all the details and implications and what it might look like before we finally accepted. We became the peacekeepers for our people, and in time, the tired spirit finally passed into his well-earned rest. You have been listening to Ceasefire, the story of the end of a war that did not end the world. This story was written and produced by Brianna Jean as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network changing reality one story at a time. In this episode, you can hear the voices of Brianna Jean as Vivian, Zadkiel Basky-Huff as Sam, David Tilstra as James, Jordan Marie as the Druidess, and Robbie Weiss as the Spirit. You can support all of our productions over at patreon.com pseudonymsocial. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.com. <laughs>